Hello there, and welcome to this week's episode of Midlife AF, the New Year episode. In this episode, I'm going to talk about New Year, new beginnings. I'm going to talk about self-compassion, integration. And I'm not going to talk about punishment, restriction. I'm not going to talk about changing. I'm going to talk about revealing. I'm going to talk about opening, discovering. And maybe we can come into this new year without a sense of lack and in a sense of abundance, bountifulness, plentifulness. Over to me. If you're a woman in midlife whose intuition is telling you that giving booze the elbow might be the next right move, then Midlife AF is the podcast for you. Join counsellor, psychotherapist, this naked mind and grey area drinking alcohol coach Emma Gilmore for a weekly natter about parenting quirky teens, menopause, relationships and navigating this thing called midlife alcohol free. If you're feeling that life could be so much more, that you're sick and tired of doing all the things for everyone else, if your intuition is waving her arms manically at you saying, it could all be so much easier if we didn't have to keep drinking, come with me. Together we'll find our groove without booze. Hello everybody. Welcome to Midlife. AF New Year episode. I think it's probably quite necessary that I stop singing. <laughs> Sorry about that. Ah, oh, so here we are. It's the New Year period. It's the time when everybody decides that they are not up to scratch. And they're going to bloody well sort themselves out. <laughs> well, I am going to come with a different perspective. Just something to get us thinking about another way. I think in this world, we are told in every direction that there is something wrong with us, mainly in order to sell us stuff, because that's how it all works, she says, thinking that she's got a grip on how it all works. <laughs> Not at all. But what I do know is that from a very young age, I started to construct a personality based on the feedback I had from society and other people 
that I was not in and of myself okay. And when I speak to women who have taken alcohol out of their lives, what I find more and more is that we all agree that there is an essence of us that got stuck somewhere when we started creating all this rigidity, constraint, constriction, you know, our anxiety, our desire to please, our armour of protection. And for me, and I will talk more on this because I have been on such a journey with this through my life, a lot of that revolved around body image, the thin ideal, to the point where I was bulimic, anorexic, and only ever received praise for being so. Every time I couldn't cope, that was my coping mechanism because I thought if I was thin, I would be acceptable. I still wasn't acceptable even when I was thin. <laughs> it didn't bring me all the things I thought it would bring me. But I still struggle and I've been on a three-year journey with intuitive eating and I'm training to be an intuitive eating counsellor. But I'm still not there with it all yet. Um, around myself worth as a woman in a larger body than society deems is acceptable. Or perhaps in my own fat phobic brain that I deal, that I feel is acceptable. And it's a struggle for me. But I feel I'm so passionate about the powers that be, the industry behind making women feel that they are not enough as they are. We already have so much of it just from our societal conditioning, expectations of us as women in our relationships and even in the wokest of woke-woke relationships, you know, the expectation of what the woman does and how the man behaves. It's hard.
for someone, and I'm sure like many of you, who was brought up thinking we could have it all, you know. There was a real thing called feminism and somehow it was connected to drinking pints of lager and getting your tits out. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the diet industry, fat phobia is something that makes me so angry and sad. And watching people being manipulated by it constantly and talking about other people's bodies. I know recently there's a woman I really admire in the space, you know, in the coaching space, and she lost a lot of weight. And I'd always loved her because she was sort of normal looking. And she talked about things like, you know, don't wait until you're, you know, thin enough to be in all these things. Just do it. You'll never be thin enough. There's no such thing as thin enough. And I know I'm probably going to get all the words here wrong and I will be rightly corrected by the people who know more about this than I do. But what I do know is that we are being manipulated and what I do know is in the same way that we're being manipulated to think we need alcohol because of the profit that gets made from people being addicted to alcohol and the way that it keeps us small and the way that it keeps us submissive in that we drink 100% to allow us to put up with shit in our lives that's unacceptable. And we drink to allow the pain of being a woman in this world to not cut us deeply as by wife it should. And we drink so that we can ignore how fucking tired we are how exhausted, how depleted, how depressed, how sad, how frustrated we are, how disappointed we are. And this is, the eating thing is part of the same. And I see women commenting on other women's bodies and where I say to, I comment in social media and say, you know, Let's stop going on about menopause belly and accept the fact that women in menopause put weight on. It's part of the process. Let's stop trying to profiteer out of women's desire to make themselves thin because that's what they've been told to make them lovable. It doesn't make us lovable. Nothing fucking makes us lovable. The only person that can make us lovable is us. And I'm saying that from a person who's so much in progress with all this shit. Like I went for three years without dieting. I didn't look and I haven't looked at a scale. And then about six months ago, it all got too much. And I went back on the meal plan. And I'm so frustrated with myself because I don't believe in diet culture. I'm a passionate advocate for um, 
not punishing ourselves, starving ourselves, exercising ourselves to fit in to what society deems we should be. It's no wonder women are getting all this stress-related illness. No wonder we're full of autoimmune diseases. We have just, you know, much, much higher instances of Alzheimer's and dementia, cancer. We drink. What a wonder we drink. You know, there's so much stress being a woman. And to me, it's about, it's not about how can we make ourselves smaller? How can we, and we, and, and there's this whole big bullshit about thin is healthy. It's not healthy. I wasn't healthy when I was anorexic and eating one sandwich a day. But I look thin. And don't we think that in our 50s, if we want a piece of cake, we should have a piece of fucking cake? You know? Anyway, so I'm here to offer an alternative. I'm very much part of intuitive eating and very much part of my compassionate training in alcohol coaching and counselling. It's about... We know that moving our body makes us feel good. I didn't move my body today because I was feeling like an achy old wreck. We also know that sometimes lying on our ass makes us feel good. <laughs> we know that, you know, what? that's the key. We know. We know. I know if I get up and swim in the sea, I feel amazing. I know if I don't, I don't feel as good. Sometimes I don't want to, so I don't. I know that for walk to walk an hour a day and listen to my podcast with all the things that I love to learn about makes me feel really good. Sometimes I don't have time to do that and that's okay. I used to, when I was drinking, I used to get up every morning and run. I used to run. 10k three times a week and on the weekend I'd run 15 20. I was so hungover I'd be drinking I'd at least have drunken at the weekends I would at least have drunken a bottle of wine to myself if not two during the week I'm not sure it depends whether I'd be drinking or not <laughs> some weeks I was some week I wasn't but running and you know if that feels good to you great to it you know, I know that for menopause, one of the things I want to start doing is lifting heavy weights because I know that's really, really good for uh, increasing bone density and all the issues that you get around osteoporosis. And like, I don't know all the science behind it, but I've read enough. I'm fascinated by the perimenopause and the menopause and how ignored it is by science because it doesn't pay money. Fat old ladies. <laughs> it's not where the money's at. <laughs> That's not the uh, that's not the uh, that's not the career of the successful doctor. I'll tell you what, I'll study for old lady. 
And that's why no one knows anything about menopause and we're stumbling around in the dark, you know, not knowing that joint aches is and can be caused by perimenopause, hair loss, that um, the reason it makes, you know, alcohol has a much more of an impact on us um, is because of our hormonal changes, that anxiety goes through the root, that our sleeplessness goes through the roof and those things are exacerbated by alcohol but there's so many symptoms of perimenopause I mean my biggest one and I still don't know whether it's ADHD or perimenopause is memory loss memory loss and um, brain fog and I'm you know experimenting with all these ADHD meds and stuff to see what is and what isn't and I still don't know but for me and I just want to take this back is what about if there was nothing wrong with you? What about if you were a person who was in pain, who had been suffering and had been using some coping mechanisms to help you manage that? And what if alcohol was an addictive substance to anybody made of blood, skin and bone? And what if there was nothing wrong with you for being addicted to an addictive substance? And what if you didn't need to change? What if you didn't need to punish yourself into anything? What if you needed to love yourself better? What if you needed to treat yourself like a precious, precious essence of human that stopped being who you really were back when you were small? And what if you took a picture of that little girl or boy or whatever gender you choose? What if you took that picture and you looked at it and what if you went on an exploration this year to discover that amazing essence and who she is if she has you to stand by her in her awkwardness as she susses out who is good for her and who is hurting her as she works out how could she make this life a life that works for her rather than against her? What if you made it your mission not to abandon yourself this year, not to anybody, not to anything, not to any diet or any exercise regime, but just to loving you? Move because you want to move. Move because it feels so fucking good. Be mindful because it helps you focus and it helps you feel that high that you were chasing for so long. Be mindful because it helps you detach from your anxiety, from the control, from trying to be all the things that never really mattered anyway. 
nurture yourself. Have the fucking piece of cake. But most of the time, give yourself yummy things that are going to make you grow and thrive and feel good. What if it was the year of loving you? And what if everything, every decision we make, we sit at the centre? Because when we love ourselves, we show the people around us how they can treat us. And we show our kids how they can be treated too. Lots of love. I've created something new. If you're really keen to do the 30-day Aussie alcohol experiment, but you can't wait until March for the next live version, or even if you just prefer not to work in a group, if you'd rather just connect if you want to to the free Facebook group that's available and just do the work in your own time. I am launching my new self-paced Aussie alcohol experiment and it's launching in December. You'll get the same daily, amazing, scientific, compassion-led, resource-filled daily videos from me with journaling prompts and that will come into your email box just like it would in the live um, great Aussie alcohol experiment but this time it's something that you can do at your own pace at your own time fitting in with your busy life um, I just wanted to be able to bring this to people at this time of year at a lower price point um, because the data in here is so incredible um, that and I know that at this time of year, it can be very busy with holidays and everything and trying to schedule coaching calls might be just too much. So I encourage you to, it's only $47, join up, spend 30 days with me, not in person, but on video and do the journaling prompts and just could change your life. Everybody that I speak to who changes their relationship with alcohol cannot believe the difference in this methodology, the lack of deprivation, the choice. And, you know, at the end of the day, the goal is to make alcohol a small and irrelevant part of your life. So the link's in your show notes. I'd love for you guys to join up and spend 30 days with me and experience the transformation that I experienced when I did this program myself back in January 2020. All right, my lovelies, take care. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Midlife AF with Emma Gilmore. If you enjoyed it, please share on Instagram for your friends and tag me at Hope Rising Coaching. If you want to help me grow the podcast, please review the episodes for me on Apple Podcasts. That really helps. If you would like to work further with me, please go to my website, www.hoperisingcoaching.com. 
for my free and paid programs or email me at emma at hoperisingcoaching.com. Sending a massive cuddle to you and yours from me and mine and remember to keep choosing you.